Greetings and welcome to Gab and Grow. Our podcast is designed to help you understand and navigate the world of WCSU in order to become more successful students. I'm Mary Beth Griffin and I host this podcast. And today we have a very special guest straight from the Connecticut State Colleges and Universities, President Mark Ojekian. Welcome to the show, President Ojekian. Uh, good morning. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Well, we're really glad to have you here with us, I think, because the relationship between our campus and the CSCU system is one that a lot of people I don't think understand very well. So I'm hoping that in the next 20 minutes or so, we can get a clearer understanding of our relationship and hear some about your vision for not just CSCU, but also maybe a little about WCSU as well. Sound good? Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's get started. Let me ask you a little bit um, about yourself. Could you tell us about your background and how you came to be the president of the CSCU system? Uh, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to. And, and if I was to talk about my entire <laughs> background, we'd have the whole 20 minutes covered. Um, but I'll just give you a very short um, version. Um, I've been in public service my whole uh, professional life. Um, starting um, in uh, actually 1980, working directly for the legislature. And through a variety of, of, of positions um, I've held, whether it's been as the deputy state controller for uh, former Lieutenant Governor Nancy Wyman, um, whether it was the deputy budget director for a year under Governor Malloy, and then mm -hmm. ultimately as his chief of staff for four years, um, I've been very fortunate to hold uh, many positions um, that uh, we were able to work um, to improve things in the state of Connecticut. Um, and when I decided to leave the governor's office, um, I actually um, <laughs> was not looking to become the president of the system. Um, I was actually leaving to go into the private sector. Um, and I was approached by the board of regents chair at the time um, who wanted to know if I'd be interested in uh, becoming the president of uh, CSCU. Um, at that time, in 2015, there had been um, two yeah. permanent and two interim presidents over a four-year period. Um, things were not stable. Um, there was no relationship with the legislature, or whatever relationship existed was, was a poor relationship. Um, and they thought at the time that I would be the person to put uh, the system on a more stable course to improve the messaging and the narrative to the General Assembly um, and to the governor's office and, and move the system forward and by extension all of the individual uh, campuses. So I've been the president now since uh, mm -hmm. September of 2015 um, and have been uh, very honored to have served um, oh, all of the campuses. That and all sounds the great. Um, you know, this this system, this centralized system, was new to me. Um, I'm originally from Ohio, and there, the state universities, they there's a board of governors over them all, but they all operate as individual entities. And um, so, this system was new to me many, many years ago when I first came here. Um, but what do you think makes this kind of system? unique and different, and why does it seem to work for us here in Connecticut? Well, that's a, that's a very good question. As, as you may know, the system was, um, was put in place in 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, each of the 
constituent units of the universities, the community colleges, and Charter Oak um, all functioned under separate uh, boards of trustees. Right. And so in 2011, the, the, you know, the system was put together. And um, to be very honest, at the very beginning of uh, the, the process, the system did not operate as originally intended. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of starts um, and, uh, and missteps that occurred. And so um, the culture that needed to be changed in order for our system to be effective um, was was never um, worked on. And so what you had was a system that on paper was um, under one board of regents, but still didn't operate as a, as a system. Um, and I think what we've seen over the last three years, and, and hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to see uh, progress being made, um, you know, the system is now operating as it was intended to be. Right. Um, all of the institutions are working together um, on behalf of not only all the students in Connecticut, but the citizens of the state of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, um, we not only serve uh, taxpayers in terms of the dollars we receive um, from the state, but also the individuals who pay tuition and fees are also taxpayers. Right. So we basically hit taxpayers twice to be able to fund um, our system. And I think we've been able to put into place a lot of um, initiatives that help um, ultimately create efficiencies, improve student success, and, uh, and allow students to have the skills they need to enter you know, the workforce. Um, I'll just talk briefly about one of the initiatives, mm -hmm. um, and that is our transfer and articulation pathway, um, right. which now in, I think, 25 or 26 major areas of study, students from our community colleges can transfer seamlessly to any one of our state universities. Mm -hmm. um, this was a very um, intense, um, faculty-driven uh, process um, that allows a student who enrolls in one of our TAP majors to be able to not only transfer seamlessly, but also to save a lot of money to get the same degree. Right. Um, right. So mm -hmm. we've been able to do that as a system. You know, we now also have a, a system-wide library system where everybody can tap into the resources of the library. Uh, we have common calendars now um, so that there's no difference um, in, in starting and ending semesters. So mm -hmm. it's, been, it's been a tough road because change is hard, <laughs> but I think everybody who has worked um, you, you know, on these projects understands that this is the best path forward for the students that we collectively serve. Absolutely. You know, I know that a lot of media focus these days has been on the whole community college area and the plan for consolidation. Um, and I know that's big on your list of things, but I'd like to draw the focus away from that a little bit today and talk Thank more <laughs> about the about the universities, um, you know, Central, Southern, Eastern, and us at Western. You know, what, what kinds of things are, are you thinking are special about the university part of this system and maybe about Western in particular? Sure. Well, I think, I mean, I, I think the universities play a key role 
um, in educating Connecticut citizens and providing them with the, you know, skills necessary to, um, you know, to get um, a position, a job once they graduate and to mm -hmm. stay in Connecticut. Um, as you know, 94% of all the students that are um, educated um, in our system are from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And 78% of those stay in Connecticut, um, get a job within the first two or three quarters of, of graduation um, and raise their families, buy homes, and, you know, and have very happy and productive lives right here in the state of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of the high quality, um, very accessible and, and, and quite affordable um, options that our regional four regional universities provide. Um, you know, each of them has their own unique um, qualities and offers unique programs to fit the needs of the region and of the students they serve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, as you know, Western was founded as the Danbury Normal School and right. was, pre it was predominantly a teacher's college, um, you know, back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, but now today, as you know, it offers, you know, uh, courses in arts and sciences, business, um, and many other important um, areas um, of of study, and you know the fine arts part of Western is is renowned, right? Um, not only regional, but but you know nationally. Mm -hmm. um, you know Central, for example, um, is is well known for its, among other things its engineering program, and of course Eastern is our you know public liberal arts university, right? Um, so each of our institutions is different. It's very distinct. It, it represents, you know, students from different, um, you know, demographics mm -hmm. um, um, and, you know, and geography in the state. And um, I think the, the affordability um, is really the, the key, um, you know, here. Um, the, the quality of the, of the education is, is very high. Um, and the fact that that can be offered at a very affordable cost to students um, is, I think, critical. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, you, know, don't... you know, we just did we just did an analysis of, of, of debt, college debt, you know, because, as you know, that's a big issue mm -hmm. both nationally and in the state of Connecticut and found that the average uh, amount of debt that a student from one of our universities will have incurred by the time they graduate is between twenty and twenty-five thousand um, dollars. Now that's a lot of money. Sure, sure. Um, but if you compare it to other institutions where it's, you know, two, three, four, half a million dollars, um, if not more, um, I think the education um, is extremely high quality, and we we um, work very hard to make sure that it's that it's affordable for all the students uh, that we serve. Absolutely. And and as a parent of a student here, I really appreciate the low debt. So, yes. yeah, um, you know, our podcast is really we're aiming it at, at students and helping them become the best students and eventual graduates, like you said, um, that they can be. So how do you think that being part of the CSCU system helps that? Well, I think, I mean, I think by, by being, you know, part of a system, um, we're actually able to find 
um, uh, cost efficiencies and operate more effectively and share resources throughout the system. And when you're able to do that, then you're able to devote more resources to the services that students need and expect in order to complete. Um, so um, we're also able to um, have partnerships, for example, between our two and our four-year institutions mm -hmm. um, and in working on some very innovative um, initiatives like um, offering the last two years of a bachelor's degree um, by university professors on a community college campus. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this helps, you know, everybody succeed. And I think the more that we can, you know, um, leverage best practices and scale um, some of the um, administrative functions that currently exist on our campuses, um, we're able to do more in the areas of, you know, child care and mental health and student advisors and financial aid experts to really be there to help the students. Mm -hmm. um, so it's about, you know, finding um, a more effective way to operate, um, but it's also trying to find synergies between um, all of our institutions so that we're able to, you know, provide, you know, more on-site um, services for our students. Yeah. Um, you talked a little earlier uh, about the legislature and CSCU and, you know, when you were coming into things in those early days when we went to the Board of Regents, um, perhaps that wasn't quite as robust a relationship as anyone had wanted it to be. So right now, what would you say is is CSCU's key role in with the legislature and what are the biggest issues facing us there now? I think the biggest the biggest issues facing us um, always um, at the legislature is funding, right? Um, and you know we've we've had some challenges you know in the past, but I think over the last three years or so, a couple of things have happened. I think the relationship is much better. Mm -hmm. um, we are now at the table when decisions are being made that affect us, <laughs> as opposed to being outside, uh, you know, outside of the room. Right. Um, we've been able to showcase our students, um, you know, during the appropriations uh, process, uh, where we've had student panels appear, mm -hmm. uh, you know, before the committee um, to really talk about their experience um, at our uh, colleges and universities. Uh, what their, you know, aspirations are and what are the obstacles that get in their way. And <clears throat> even though all functions of government have been cut, um, our cut over the last couple of years has been less yeah. um, than had been uh, previously. So I think I think we, we continue to um, improve our message. Mm -hmm. um, we continue to provide the legislature and, quite honestly, the new governor and his team uh, with information on how our system, our colleges and our universities are an investment in the future of the state of Connecticut and not just an expense. As, as you may know, we recently commissioned, <clears throat> excuse me, an economic impact um, study um, of all of our uh, colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. And what we found was that in the one year that they looked at, which I think was 16 and 17, fiscal year, 
that our system contributed $11.2 billion to the state of Connecticut's economy. Right. Um, that, you know, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. Uh, and so uh, we continue to provide the legislature with that kind of information so that, that when they make decisions on funding, um, they understand uh, what, you know, increasing our funding would mean, but also what cutting our funding would mean. Right. And I think that gets at, at one of the things I was going to ask, um, which was, you know, these are obviously difficult fiscal times for everyone uh, and certainly difficult for the state of Connecticut to try to balance all the, the different areas that that need funding. So, you know, CSU or CSU working with the legislature in that way, I think, is really an important uh, an important note to make on this because it does keep our interest there too. But we're working as a team with the legislature, I think, to make the state better at the end of things. Um, do you do you think there are things that students, their parents, people in our own you know Westcon community that we can do that are going to help us make it through this this rough fiscal path? Well, I, you know, I've always said that the best the best way to, um, you know, work towards, um, you know, funding um, 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 issues and 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 to provide the the adequate funding we need is for students and their families to get involved. Um, you know, we hold legislative breakfasts at all of our institutions, um, where legislators, both in the House and the Senate, get to. Um, come hear from administrators, faculty, staff, but most importantly, students. Um, I always encourage uh, students and their families to reach out to their local legislators. Mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, um, the you know where they go to school may have a different delegation than where they actually live. Right. Um, so they they might have two opportunities, uh, you know, to do that. Uh, we hold a, a CSU day every year at the Capitol. Um, I know that ours is coming up um, on May 2nd, and we'll get more information out to campuses. But that's a time for folks to come to the legislature to interact with their local, you know, delegations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I will tell you that legislators pay attention to communications from their constituents. Mm -hmm. um, and when they get, you know, two, three, four, five, um, you know, calls on the same issue, they, they tend to take notice. Yeah. Um, and so I always encourage um, individuals, but also, you know, you have a great student government, you know, mm -hmm. at Western. I've met with them on a number of occasions um, and, and they've been very actively involved. A couple of your students recently testified in front of the Appropriations Committee and made a, a very powerful impact. So right. I always in, in encourage students and their families to reach out, um, to communicate with their legislators to write letters to the editor um, because the more you can advocate for your institution, then the better off you'll be, um, you know, in the final resolution of the budget. Right. And I think, you know, the idea of the CSCU day at the legislation uh, headquarters there in Hartford, I've been at those a few times and I think it's a great way for people if you haven't had a lot of exposure to the legislature, A, just to see what's going on, but also to have that chance to make a personal connection with your representatives. And that makes a huge difference when they're in arguing about something. If they've got faces that they can remember, 
and put to issues that they're dealing with. So absolutely, because if 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 you've been up there, um, you know that there are many many constituencies mm-hmm. up there lobbying for you know um, their share of the pie, and as the pie continually uh, diminishes. <laughs> Um, you know, the, you know, the louder the voice and the more um, reason the voice um, collectively, um, that does make an impact. And so having students and, and faculty and staff up there, um, you know, with, with, with a message around um, education and, and investment in the future, I think is critical. Yeah, I I know we're starting to run short on time, and I don't want to keep you longer because you've got a lot of busy things to do. But let me ask you to look out into the future. Where do you see CSCU 10 years from now? Um, I think think the system uh, 10 years from now will be extremely bright. I think a lot of the growing pains that we've had to go through um, will have um, will have ended, and and we will uh, be a system that actually works together. Um, you know, as I said earlier, cultural change is hard, mm-hmm. and I think some of the uh, issues that we're facing now are still a result of 2011 and people not being happy with the creation of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now, you know, we're we're seeing that a system can work that a system will continue to provide the, um, the cost efficiencies and synergies that are necessary um, to make our institutions even you know, more sustainable into the future. Um, and I see a time when, uh, when we're acting seamlessly, where, where you wouldn't even have known that there never was a system. Right. Um, and I, I, you know, I think it's, it's bright because I really do believe that we have very dynamic leaders on our campuses um, and very um, bright and articulate students. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, I think, is committed to not only improving the academic experience of our students, but also the personal experiences of our students, mm-hmm. um, which they will carry with them, you know, through the rest of their life. And, um, you know, I know from my own experience when I, you know, went to went to college during the Civil War. I like to say <laughs> it seems like so long ago. You and me both. <laughs> um, that that the lessons that I learned there um, from you know folks that mentored me and mm-hmm. took an interest in me, a first generation college student, um, I've carried with me you know even today. And yeah. so and so I think the future is extremely bright, um, and we just need to keep working at it. Uh, I agree. Um, is there anything that you wanted to share with us that I didn't ask you about? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think you have an incredible university uh, there. Um, we've been able to do a lot of interesting, uh, you know, things in um, conjunction with uh, your team there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been able to to increase, as you know, enrollment yep. uh, because of our pilot with New York. Right. Um, you know, in allowing uh, New York students the in-state tuition rate, um, which does which which only benefits Connecticut students because Absolutely. the more revenue you get in, the less um, your tuition, you know, the more um, <laughs> opportunities you're able to give, uh, you know, to to students. So right. um, I love coming to your campus, albeit 
an hour and a half away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but now that they fixed the, the road in Waterbury, I'm able to get there Exactly. Quicker. Yeah, I drove through um, there the now, other day, think, and it was so I nice. you have an incredible <laughs> university, um, very dedicated faculty and staff. Um, and um, I just think that the future couldn't be brighter for Western Connecticut State University. Well, that seems like a good place to end this, I think. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today, uh, President Jakey. It's been great to have you as a guest on our podcast and to share some of your thoughts about what's going on in our state, in our system and on our campus. So thank you so much for that. Well, thank you so much for having me and have a great day. Thank you. You too. Once thank again, you. if uh, if you have any questions that didn't get answered while you were listening to us, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And that'll be it for Gab and Grow. Bye-bye now. <laughs>